Since 2012, American Field has been the go-to resource for brands big and small to connect with consumers across the country. In 2020, we took to the airwaves, connecting you to makers and doers from wherever you're listening. I'm Lucas Fitz from Small Hand, inviting you to join me in learning the stories behind my favorite brands in the AF network, from the mouths of bright entrepreneurs from coast to coast. Welcome to AF Fireside. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to AF Fireside. If you are watching today, you may recognize we're speaking to a familiar face. I have Gina Thorson here from Stormy Cromer, all the way in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Did I get the state right? It's Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's one one area of the country when I do those quizzes of you name all the states that that's the area of the country that I Wisconsin and Minnesota is where I, where I get confused. But Michigan, Upper Peninsula of Michigan, get Gina. you out here, get you out here for a visit and give you a little tour. I, I would love it. It's it's yeah. got to be seasonally planned though. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Gina, welcome back to the podcast. How was 2021 for you and Stormy Cromer? Yeah, 2021 kind of, um, you know, it continued the growth that we saw in 2020, uh, sort of in some different ways. But, um, you know, the brand is continuing to grow. Um, we saw some good expansion with some of our more national wholesale um, accounts, which really helped, you know, kind of stabilize the brand. We um, did our first uh, test with 10 stores um, uh, with REI which was really oh, wow. exciting for us to get into those stores with some hats and some mittens. Um, and we expanded our partnership with Tractor Supply to 150 stores. So we're cool. slowly growing that work. Um, you know, so those kinds of opportunities just give us more brand awareness, you know, get the brand out in front of more, more people. And then our independent dealers around the country continue to grow as well. So, it, you know, we had that foundation and then had another strong uh, winter holiday, you know, online selling season. So it's been, it's been good. Cool. That's awesome. So can you give a, a really brief overview of the brand as a whole for folks that maybe didn't listen to our prior episode we did just about a, a year ago? feels like for five sure. years ago. Yeah. Uh, Stormy Kramer, the brand is most well known for the original Stormy Kramer cap, which is a wool cap uh, with a brim and an earband that was created by a real guy named George Stormy as his nickname, Cromer. Um, he lived uh, sort of in the Appleton, Wisconsin, Fox Valley area in, you know, like the turn of the last century. And um, he was a semi-pro baseball player and he worked on the railroad and he kept losing his hats on the train. And he came home one night and asked his wife, Ida, to sew this earband onto his wool baseball cap. And sort of this legend was born, you know, at that time. And he sold it to his buddies on the railroad and it eventually became a company. And um, my family uh, here in the Upper Peninsula owned a sewing factory that my grandfather started. And we bought the brand um, in 2001. It was just a hat at that time. And since then, we've expanded it into a you know pretty full line outdoor apparel, mostly winter, mostly wool and flannel, cotton flannel and those kinds of materials. Pretty, pretty traditional um, but also seeing how we can um, make the brand, you know, remain relevant today in, in 2022. Totally. Yeah. There's a, it feels like a, a wolf pack of a couple of my favorite brands are kind of in that, in that same yeah. spot. Hold you and, and um, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Shot. You know, get a lot of like brands that have been around for a very, very long time and they're not afraid to reinvent themselves within 
you know, while using the, the not the not of a, you know, a very long time of who they are to make those decisions. Right. We can all, yeah. we can all learn a lot from, uh, from you guys in, in that pack. I think when you've been around that long, you know who you're not. So that makes, yeah, yeah, that sure. makes it easy. Like, you know, so you can kind of play in the area where you know who you are, but you kind of know, yeah, that's not my thing. I'm not. Yeah, gonna totally. Touch it's that, like dating. You know? It's like, yeah. dating. You, learn, you learn what you don't like before you learn what you do like. And yeah, that's yeah. good. That's awesome. Cool. So tell me about some of the new products that you brought in this year. Uh, so yeah, this year, um, you know, this fall was a little tough just because of like supply chain leading into, yeah. you know, the year and, and not being able to develop maybe as new, as many new fabrics and, and things of that nature, you know, that we would have, we would have liked to, um, sure. one of the things that we did, were able to do this past winter season was, um, we got connected with a, uh, mill in Italy that's making really beautiful um, wool blend fabrics, but that also use some recycled um, fibers as well. So just expanding, you know, traditionally we use our wool as pretty heavy and stiff and it's just like melting, like, you know, mm -hmm. pea coat kind of, you know, wool. Yeah. And so we've been able to expand into some, some more modern, softer, nicer hands, maybe a fleece on the inside, wool on the outside, so we're keeping that core, the DNA, which is wool for us, but, yeah. you know, some more modern fabrics. So we're able to do some great jackets in those fabrics, some like quarter zips, just things that were a little more casual and, and everyday. Um, and I think those kinds of expansions were pretty helpful for us. Totally. Yeah. I feel like that is a... Uh, uh an easier path of entry for people that are not used yeah. to wearing clothes that start off as uncomfortable. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yep. totally. Yeah. Cool. What's um what's on the agenda for for the coming year for the brand? Right. So a couple of things. Um, you know, we obviously we're known for winter and uh mm -hmm. keeping you warm, but we we do want to have some products that are year-round so that you know we can stay in consumers' minds for the full year, not just totally. you know half the year. So we've got a few, um, we've struggled to figure out what is the hat, you know, what is the Cromer hat for spring, summer? Um, and we are working with uh, British Millerain, which is one of the first producers of wax cotton um, in the cool. UK. And they have a beautiful, super lightweight um, waxed uh, fabric that we're, you know, creating the original Cromer silhouette, but in this super lightweight fabric, it has a mesh lining. So it's and it's going to be water resistant, obviously, with the wax. So we're excited about, you know, maybe cool. finally finding our signature spring summer, you know, hat yeah. for the line. So that's that's exciting. Look for that sort of end of March, early April to be cool. launching. I, I was worried you were going to say this for me, Cromer bucket hat. <laughs> no. no, we want to. No, no, yeah, no. this so, sounds better. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, but if we look towards the fall, um, we have our definitely it's our biggest line refresh that we've had ever. Um, so there is a lot of great, um, again, just experimenting with new fabrics, but finding new ways to, to reinvent a 120 year old wool brand into 2022. Sure. So a lot really put, we're really been pushing our apparel. Um, we, we don't want to be known just as a hat company. You know, we, sure. we believe we're more than that. We're a lifestyle, we're all those things. Um, so it's been fun to just push on, on the apparel side and seeing more people, you know, come to us for that. I was at a trade show last week, um, but, you know, selling for next fall and a brand new account 
um, actually in Anchorage that we had never sold to, they're buying primarily our apparel. Um, So it's interesting to see kind of that shift in us broadening. It makes us more stable financially. It allows us to do more things for our employees and grow our business and invest all of those things, right? Like it's just good business-wise to be selling some $200 coats and not just $50 hats, right? (laughs) It's it's a good thing. So that's been great. So definitely watch for our line to really expand um, next fall. Um, And we've really expanded our women's side um, come this fall. We've struggled a little bit, I think, to find, you know, a lot of those brands that you talked about, I think, too, are mostly men's, you know, apparel. And, And sometimes I find that this Made in America heritage world can be tricky for women. Um, and I, I think some of the pieces we've come up with are, are hitting the right mark. They're, they're great price points. They're stylish, but they're functional. And that's a huge piece of who we are, right? It can't just look good. It has to yeah. do a job. And, and I think we're honing in on who our female customer is too, you know, finding those people that that appreciate that. So totally. that, that's a little bit about where we're seeing the future. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a really delicate line to walk I feel like there's there are there are instances where and I'm an expert here but there are instances where uh unisex or marketing something as unisex is the way to go and there are sometimes where it really is just better to have a couple of different fits that work right. for different body right. types regardless of yes. gender um, right. but especially in something like like you said you you know you have so much data of who you are and who you aren't when you try something new there may not necessarily be a roadmap for you. Right. So it's, we've done a lot of work trying to dig into who our customers are, who our best opportunity customers are. And they really are, um, you know, regardless of gender, but they're people who want to be outside and need to be warm or whatever, you know, have that functionality. But the truth is they, they don't want to look like a, you know, old man or whatever, you know I mean? They want to still look look good like that that's important too so it's been interesting and um yeah just figuring out you know who those people are and then you know how to reach them online and also how to reach them you know in our in our retail partners sure what's the what's the design process like do you have a hand in in the when in designing the line um i used to have a much bigger hand which is hilarious because i have no experience you know, like i have no background in that i just sure. have like decent instincts right um yeah right I think this would be three years ago. We brought on, um, a de- you know, our first full-time um, designer with great experience in the industry. So she had worked um, for several divisions within the VF Corporation. She had worked for Tractor Supply. She had done her own work. Um, so she is, she knows what she's doing and, and she's really leading that. Um, and it's great. Our design process is just great because we have a factory, you know, we don't have like our prototypes happen across the parking lot and it's really collaborative with our um, production team, which I think actually really helps the end product Totally. um, because they're having input as well. Like how we can be able to produce this easily and still get the look that, you know, the designer is going for. Um, I do, I, I am still pretty heavily involved in sort of certain checkpoints and sort of steering the line um, and just thinking about we're one of our challenges is we're growing faster than our production capacity right now. Good problem to have, right? Yeah, that's but, not um, so bad. Right. But we but it also means I think we need to be strategic about where we're investing our time and energy. And so I right. end up kind of doing a lot of, yes, that's a great idea, but is it gonna sell enough 
to be sure. worth taking production capacity away, you know, from something else that we know is going to sell. So it's this balance, like we need to expand, we need to tr try new things, but we don't have a lot of excess resources and capacity right now. Um, so I end up doing that kind of like overall uh, steering of the line and, and where kind of where's our sweet spot and where is, sure. where's that focus? Sure. Is there ever any plan for expansion of your capacity? Yes. Um, and so, you know, we live in a town of 5,000 people. We have a hundred ish employees. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things we're doing internally, I, you know, we're never going to have 500 people in our factory because we just don't live in a place big enough for that. Right. Sure. Yeah. One of the things um, in our factory is that we, um, we do so other things, contracts, mm -hmm. but we are as, as Stormy Kramer is growing, we are saying goodbye to some of those other contracts. Cool. Which is great. Um, yeah. Because we have more control over the Stormy Kramer portion of our business. And then we can take those people and shift them. So there's some shifting happening internally, but we're also um, right now, we're probably talking about five other domestic factories um, about joining our team as a subcontractor and um, doing work for us. They're mostly cool. in the Midwest, but there's a few in other places. And so we're in the process right now of them sampling some items that they feel are a good match for their capabilities and, and going through that process. So hoping to have at, add at least a few of those to our production team for this year. Cool. Yeah. yeah wow. What, what a, uh, what a balancing act you have between man, you know, managing this full lifestyle brand, managing the factory that also manages other brands that, that that's a lot. That's a lot of it is a lot, um, but it's been a strategic focus of ours for the last several years to for Stormy Kramer to be the majority of our business. And so this year in our budget, Stormy Kramer is going to be about 85% of our total nice. factories business, which is great. And, and that means we get to keep the other contracts that we really want to keep, right? Sure. That are good, good partners, um, good margin financially. You know, and, and honestly, some of the things we're keeping have more of a spring, summer seasonality than, you know, so that kind of helps uh, okay. to cool. balance some things for us. So um, it, it's nice to be able to be choosy about. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you earn, you earn that, you earn yeah. that ability to be able to, <laughs> exactly. those, those things were maybe at one point something you had to do to survive. And now you get right. to decide sure. which ones make sense to continue mm -hmm. on with. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. Huh. So I remember uh, the the biggest piece of media that stuck out to me in the past year was uh, everybody in the street wearing wearing flannel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I couldn't couldn't put a mark in the year when it was. But tell me about um, about your big flannel fest. I mean, you did you yeah. the last episode we spoke a lot about uh, the town that the factory exists in and kind of the the culture there. And I think in you know. 5,000 people with wood stoves in their basement pretty much sums it up. How, <laughs> yes. how did you get them all in the streets wearing, wearing your signature flannel? Tell me about that. Okay. So a little history about the day that that happened. So um, there's a great uh, friend of the brand. Um, his name is Bugsy Sailor. He's a guy from the upper peninsula and he, he's, he's uh, kind of an internet entrepreneur kind of guy. And he starts okay. all these crazy things and he's like, probably, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years ago. I don't know how long it's been. He, he decided that the first Friday in October was going to be a celebration of plaid. And he coined it Platter Day. Okay. And um, 
pretty early on, he just cold called us. I was like, Hey, do you want to be part of this? Seems like it's a fit. We're like, sure. So we just started slowly kind of doing different things um, on platter day. And then a few years ago here in Ironwood, uh, our, our, you know, historic downtown was getting a lot of revitalization, new businesses, you know, cleaning up old storefronts and the downtown district started doing uh, these first Friday of the month events where businesses were open late and there was entertainment. And so that platter day is the first Friday of October. So we kind of let's, let's see if we can, how many people we can get in a photo wearing plaid. And so it's then what happened was, so Marquette, Michigan is the biggest town in the upper peninsula. Mm -hmm. And they were doing big pictures of people in plaid. So it became this sort of friendly rivalry because we feel like with Stormy Cromer in Ironwood, we ought to be sort of the, uh, you know, the sure. plaid headquarters, right? Yeah, so, you earned that. Um, yeah, so it's been really fun. Uh, you know, we, we didn't do it in 2020 because of the pandemic. Sure. Um, but last fall, this last October, you know, it's an outside event. So that all was yeah. good. And I mean, I don't remember how many people, 500 some people like in this photo in the middle of our, we <laughs> blocked off the street. We actually had a plaid like a, uh, Vi- uh, printed plaid vinyl like floor covering so the street oh, looked cool. plaid cool. and it was a blast i couldn't believe how many people came out and actually we're talking with the city of ironwood now to really make this falls like a true like festival like more than just come have a beer and you know wear your plaid but like yeah really yeah. planning it out more and it's it's really become fun and it's I think it's something that ironwood can be known for as well not just stormy crummer and we love sure. you know we talked about this last time we love our town and anything yeah. we can do to help promote it, to help bring people to this beautiful area we're all in. So it's been yeah. fun. I mean, that work, that work seems to work for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very cool. I could see that, I don't know, in a, in a magazine or, or right. uh, in a clickbait article or something. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. like, like that's <laughs> the first ad in the click. Oh, Plaid Festival, Ironwood, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, other than the, the big, plaid festival and uh the new advancements that you have to the apparel side of things anything else we should look forward to coming in in this new year so the other thing i'll mention because i believe we talked last time and i know a lot of the brands you talked to are family businesses right there's that whole like family aspect so i think the baton is being handed this year between my dad and i so we're you know we've been working yeah it's pretty cool it's exciting we've been working together you know, for the last couple of years, pretty closely and kind of doing some handoffs. And especially as that non-Stormy Cromer part of our business has gotten smaller, it's mm-hmm. sort of naturally helped this transition because my focus sure. has always been more on the Cromer side of the business. Um, so my dad's kind of, you know, working on what his uh, retire, well, I shouldn't say not full retirement, partial sure. retirement is like, sure. yeah, sure. you know, and, and working on some projects and, um, he's going to still certainly be a resource to me and, and sort of be a, you know, the chairman of our board. And, um, but it's, a, that's an exciting, you know, transition happening for our business. Yeah. And, you know, as the family part of it goes, I'm third generation and my sister's in the business as well. You know, not a lot of us family businesses get to that third generation. So we're pretty yeah. proud of that. And we're excited, you know, to, you know, to see for us, our roles to kind of flip, my dad will still be, you know, there for me and I'll still lean on him heavily, but, just kind of passing the baton is pretty exciting. That's very cool. Are, are you nervous? 
I'm excited. You know, I, um, we, I'm sure we talked about this last time, but I, uh, I didn't work in the business at first and Mm -hmm. I came back, um, 13 years ago, uh, to join the business. And this was, you know, this was the intention, like this was where we were going. And so I think the fact that I have such a great relationship with my dad and that we can, um, that we just work so closely together and he's been so open and, in being really transparent about things and being intentional about, um, you know, just, just simple things like our bank um, that I've been really involved in our banking relationship for the last couple of years. So that when he goes back, it's not a new thing. This, you know, our banker has been working with me as well for the last couple of years. So there's no loss of trust or, you know, those kinds of things. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. It's not, it's, you're not stepping into a new role necessarily. No, I've just, You've I've been, been carrying it, weight for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's been, it's been really gradual. And I think that's the way to do it because it's also, it's not going to be, it's not a shock like to our employees either. They've been seeing sure. this kind of, you know, it's like, we've been just been doing that, you know, this yeah. transition. 13 years is a long time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a, it's it a is. long and time to know that's coming. Yeah. It is. It's, and it's been really intentional. I would say the last like three years where it's been yeah. very, you know, here we're starting to do this. So. Um, my dad turned 70 this year and he's a really active and young 70, but he's got, he's got other things he wants to do too. So it's, it's good. Yeah. Time to get time to pick up the hobbies again. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the way to do it. Cool. Well, Dina, I'm excited for you. I think that, um, you're obviously such a, such a great face for the brand and have such a great energy. Um, I'm excited to hear about all the, the new advancements. I'm super excited to see the women's line come, come together. Um, yeah. and kind of see the, the direction that you've taken that, um, we remind us the best place to keep in touch in terms of, uh, people that want to learn more about the brand. Sure. So website is stormy Cromer.com S T O R M Y K R O M E R. Um, and, uh, I'd say Instagram is a pretty great place to find us there. We're Stormy Cromer official and we are newly on TikTok, So we're working on, we're exploring oh, that world. So we'll wow. see. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even going to bother looking it up because I know that since you've mentioned it, it's going to come up the next time that I log on. That's just how that's it right. works. So you don't have <laughs> don't to make even, the I'm not even have to look. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on the brand. Uh, I hope we keep in touch over the year. I look forward to seeing everything that comes through. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks again for, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Lucas. Always. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks. I'm Lucas Fitz, and this is AF Fireside. To learn more about all the brands featured on the podcast, check out fireside.shopaf.co. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice. Thanks for listening.